Welcome to the Therapy in a Nutshell podcast. I'm Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I believe therapeutic education can change lives and should be easily accessible to all. These podcast episodes are filled with research-backed therapeutic education that you can start applying to your life today. If you like these episodes and you want to go into more depth on specific topics like how to process tough emotions, how to change your brain and build better relationships, or how to help support someone you know with a mental illness, then check out my classes at therapyinanutshell.com. Each podcast episode here comes from a corresponding video you can find on the Therapy in a Nutshell YouTube channel. Also, these podcasts are educational and don't replace the advice or direction you may be receiving from a therapist or other health professionals. Okay, let's jump into this week's skill. Hi everyone, I'm Emma McAdam and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today we're gonna talk about how you can find free therapy or affordable therapy. And as you probably all know, therapy can be really expensive. So let's talk about how you can find a good therapist that you can afford. Now, first, I know this video may not apply as well to other countries as the United States where I live. So in the UK or in Canada, they have universal health care and getting mental health services doesn't cost an arm and a leg there. But on the downside, I mean, sometimes there are long wait lists or it may be difficult finding a therapist that meets your needs. Um, In other countries, there may not even be mental health providers in your area or financially, they're just out of reach. In the United States, some insurance covers some types of therapies, but even with insurance, I know that most people end up paying a lot out of pocket, often in the realm of $100 to $150 a session, which adds up to five dollars to $8,000 if you were to attend a year of therapy. So my previous insurance, when I was working for a mental health company, had a $5,000 out-of-pocket deductible for mental health expenses. My current coverage, being self-employed, doesn't cover any mental health at all. And then then there's people who have no health insurance. So it's easy to see how mental health services seem out of reach for many. And that's one of the reasons why I make these videos, to help people access mental health education for free or at least much cheaper than therapy. But there is is no replacement for real in-person, individualized therapy. So let's talk about a few ways you can find services that are less expensive or more accessible. Okay, so first, if you do have insurance, in the United States, mental health coverage has improved a little bit. So if you do have insurance, start by calling them to find out what they cover and who they cover. And then the first thing you should check is to find out if your work or your insurance has an EAP, an Employee Assistance Program. So many of these programs offer three to five free therapy sessions per year. It's better than nothing and it's free and then check with your insurance to see what providers are in network and how you can get the best coverage for the therapist that you do wanna see. Okay, the next place you can find free or affordable therapy is with your school. So if you're a student, find out what resources your school provides. In the United States, public schools are required by law to provide testing and accommodation for issues that interfere with academics. And that can include depression and anxiety and ADHD and PTSD and more. So some schools are more and some schools are less willing to help out. Some schools you just really need to advocate a lot, like you need to 
press them to get all the services that they're required by law to offer. And other schools offer mentors and support groups and counseling and other services. So if your mental health issues are interfering with your schoolwork or with your behavior, you can get an IEP plan or a 504 plan where the school is required to outline what services and accommodations they're gonna provide you. If you're at a university, check out what their student services and counseling center offers. And they often offer therapy at a reduced rate or even free sometimes. Um, school services are often free or inexpensive, so that's one of the reasons why they're a great place to try first. Uh, the downside is that sometimes, especially right now, when there's so much mental health backlog, um, there's sometimes a very long wait or there's limited services or no services at all. So if your school doesn't provide any counseling, you could also check to see if they provide any psychological testing. It's often mandated by the government that they provide it, and this can save you a lot of time and energy later. So psych testing can help you get a good diagnosis or differentiate if there's you know, a learning difference like ADHD or a math or a processing disability or something that's going on that's impacting functioning. So even if you can't get therapy from your school, you might be able to get a psychological assessment. Okay, next university counseling services. So even if you're not a student, you may be able to access discounted therapy services at a university where students who are studying to become therapists do therapy under the supervision of a licensed therapist. So when I was training to become a therapist, we worked at a little clinic near campus that offered therapy sessions for $14 to $30 a session. So when you compare that to the cost of regular outpatient therapy at $150 a session or more, that's a pretty good deal. Okay, the next great place to look is at your community mental health services. Now, depending on where you live, these might be provided by your city, your county, or your state. But these often have um, like a mental health or mental wellness center, and they'll offer services to people with Medicare or disability, and often for people without that, it'll, the services will be on a sliding fee scale. So that means that your fee depends on your income. So if you have low income, uh, services are often very inexpensive and a lot more affordable than private practice therapists. The downside of community mental health providers is that often their therapists have large caseloads and therefore a little bit less time to prepare for sessions and dedicate to each client. Another way to find out what local resources are available to you is in the US you can call the NAMI helpline or 211. And both of these services can help direct you to local resources for all kinds of things. And this this includes, you know, free support groups all the way to homeless shelters. SAMHSA is another nationwide directory for both substance abuse and mental health services. So both of those are places where you can learn more about the therapy groups and services that are provided in your area. And because these are somewhat supported by the government or funded by the government, their services are often a lot less expensive or you know, free depending on the type of coverage you have or your financial needs. Okay, next, let's talk about private practice therapists. So this is, in my opinion, probably the majority of therapists in, in my county are in private practice, right? And they typically charge between $100 and $200 for a 50-minute session. These therapists often specialize in a certain area of mental health. They see fewer clients than their colleagues in county services, meaning that hopefully they have a little bit more time to devote to preparing for each case for uh, study and billing and training and all of that 
stuff that takes time outside of session, right? And some of these therapists only take private pay and others will bill specific insurances. It's, it's, we don't need to go into the details of this, but it's quite complicated for a therapist to get on the board of an insurance company. So it took a couple of years for my practice to get on the board of like Blue Cross Blue Shield, for example. So we weren't able to provide services that were covered by insurance for a couple of years with that specific company. And we had to get license or get on the board for each different type of insurance. And it just takes time. So when you call to set up an appointment, just make sure to ask about fees and ask about insurance. Um, you can also try asking if they or anyone they know is taking any clients pro bono. And, and that means for free. So many therapists will see one or two or a handful of clients a week who can't pay. But to be honest, right now, when many therapists have a full caseload and long wait lists, it might be pretty difficult to find one with open pro bono slots. If you're gonna see someone in private practice, you can also ask about a self-paid discount and any other discounts that a therapist may provide. So at my practice, if someone is self-pay, they usually save you know, 35% if they just keep a credit card on file. If you're having a hard time finding a therapist who will take your insurance, and this is you know, a common problem, you can try contacting your insurance provider and asking them for a list of their in-network therapists in the area. Another great place to find therapists is on the website psychologytoday.com. And then you can filter there by insurance or your specific needs or what you're looking for. So that's another really good resource. In the next place you might be able to find free or affordable therapy is asking your local clergy. So for example, in Utah, bishops are a great source for referrals. They've often worked with a few therapists who they know and they trust and they send their flock to. And sometimes uh, they can help out with the cost as well. So speak with your pastor, your reverend or other religious leader and just see if they know of resources that can help you and your family out. Another way to find a good therapist is to ask for referrals from friends that you feel comfortable with. You, you might be surprised to find out how many people you know are in therapy or know a good therapist. Also, I recently found out about Open Path. So they're a psychotherapy collective and they offer therapy services for 30 to $60 a session, which is obviously much less expensive than most therapy providers. Online therapy from a provider like BetterHelp, which is one of my sponsors, that can also be quite a bit less expensive than seeing someone who has to pay to keep their office up and things like that. Um, now, obviously there are some limitations to doing therapy online. It's just never quite as good as doing it in person. And there's some interventions you just can't do online, um, but it's still a good option if you can't access therapy otherwise because uh, BetterHelp, you know, they employ only licensed therapists who are certified in their state to do therapy. Okay, support groups. These are another great source of education, therapy, and support, and often they're free or cheap. You can often find these groups by asking your community mental health provider what's out there. You can check with the local hospital or shelter. And I'm talking about AA, Al-Anon, grief support groups. In the US, you can try NAMI. They have a lot of support groups for people experiencing mental illness, but also for their families as well. And you can get a lot of education, even if it's just someone you love or care about who's experiencing mental illness and it's not you specifically. Okay, next we're gonna talk about free hotlines. So there are a lot of free hotlines in the United States. Um, many of them have counselors on hand and some of them you can just text. You don't even have to talk to them. 
So in the United States, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is a good resource. And in my state, in Utah, SafeUT is a local, it's an app that connects people who are struggling with a licensed crisis counselor for free. So I would recommend that you do some research to find out what's in your area. Now, lastly, if you can't afford therapy, or you can't find a good therapist, there's still a lot you can do to improve your mental health. So I would recommend that you seek education from high quality sources, like the website verywellmind.com or Dr. Tracy Marks on YouTube. Look for books on the topics you're interested in. Uh, I've got a list on my kit.co of my favorite books if you're interested in that. Um, there's some apps that can be pretty helpful. Uh, I'm not familiar with all of them. I mean, there are thousands of mental health apps, but Bloom, Fabulous, Headspace, Noom, Take-Two, MindDoc. There's just a ton of them. And so you could explore the apps because something, an app that's free or 10 or $20 a month is, is a lot cheaper than therapy. Nothing's, nothing's gonna replace therapy. I mean, yeah, there's nothing like it. And, and these are at least a little bit of a resource that can be helpful. In the future, I'm gonna make some videos about my favorite apps and books, uh, hopefully soon, but I do have some links in the description if you'd like to learn more. Okay, I hope you found this helpful. Thank you for watching. Bless you all and um, have a good day. If you want to learn more about topics like how to process tough emotions, how to change your brain, how to build better relationships, or support someone you know with a mental illness, then check out my classes at therapyinanutshell.com. And if you feel like these podcasts have been a benefit to you, please leave a rating so others can more easily find this content. Thank you so much and have a great day.